Hey, this is Christy, and in a few moments, you'll meet Karen, and we are The Modern Principal. We're two elementary principals on a quest to redefine the role of leadership in schools and use our voice to steer the new generation of leaders in education, regardless of their formal role. Each week, we take a real-life scenario sent to us from listeners and address it through three lenses of scholar, systems, and soul. This week, we are talking about a divided staff and how a new principal can bring them together. Thanks for joining us. Your haze make me laugh. I'm good. Hey, hey, hey. Why are you? Why are my why do my haze make you laugh? They just make me laugh. You guys, right before we started, um, this is funny. So yesterday, Christy <laughs> Christy gave me a lot of grief about I didn't. I was concerned. She always thinks when I don't like story on social media that I'm like Depressed. wanting to quit. <laughs> yeah. And literally, I am like feeling great. <laughs> just not of that generation that likes to put myself out there on the social media of that generation. Gotta give the people what they want. They don't want me. (laughs) Anyways, so I I tried it yesterday and I got I did not after I put a story nine DMs. Okay, but like for the for the first like hour there was zero. And I was like, this is why I don't story. If I don't get instant click click clicks and comments about wow Karen, you look so good. Wow, that's hilarious. (laughs) I'm out. So then I storied today, and Christy was like, that was so good. And then she pulled up her phone just now, and we had so many comments. And I was like, okay, I'll yeah. keep doing it. <laughs> Except for they were her story. She added on, so they weren't even for mine. I didn't know she added on. Anyways, I'm out. I'm not doing it anymore. Yes, like you're doing stories. People love to see you and hear you, and you have great ideas. And we're to share them with the world. No, we're done. Anyways, what's new in your world? We both Ooh, are doing summer, summer school. school. Yep, summer school. Um... That's really good. I did tell a funny story on our stories today. That's um, so cute. My so we are combined elementaries, and it was a really weird schedule. So like Tuesday, we had regular school with the kids and their teachers that they'd seen all year, mm-hmm. and then the very next day on Wednesday, half of my school and staff and me moved into this school. <laughs> And so it was just a pretty jarring experience for kids that left Tuesday night and then came Wednesday and all these <laughs> new people are there. And so this girl was in the hallway just sobbing oh, on the first gosh. day. So I walked over and I was like, hey, what's going on? Are you okay? And she just said, I need you guys to leave. Why are you all here? I wish it was yesterday when you weren't here. <laughs> I was like, I know. That's, that's intense. We can understand your frustration with that. It was just really It was funny. also a really big turnaround for you. Yes, it was a really big turnaround for me. But, of course, we have amazing teachers that are super dedicated and stayed till 9 p.m. on oh Tuesday. Oh, my gosh. Well, yeah, you know how it goes. I mean, yeah, just to get your room and to get all yeah. your stuff over there. To, like, make sure we have enough desks. You know, all that oh, stuff. Oh, man. Summer school. It's the little things. Mm-hmm. We got this. We do. We so, do. So that's about all that's going on with us. Yeah. Shall we dive right into Let's the focus? Dive right in. You want to read the scenario this week? I'd love to. I never get to. <clears throat> I'm sorry. I'm taking it very seriously. Okay, so this week we have a scenario from Annie from Wyoming. She says she's moving to a new school next year as principal, and it's a very divided staff. The previous leader wasn't much of a leader. The staff seems negative, and the culture is hurting. The previous principal left in March, and there is an interim for the rest of the year before I come in this summer. How do I address the elephant in the room and build the positive culture? I know this staff just needs to be 
loved and appreciated, but I do want to make the transition as smooth as possible. I appreciate any advice. Well, Annie, you, you came to the right spot. You did come to the right <laughs> spot. We've always got advice, especially if you're listening to the pod. We have already researched it. <laughs> and by we, we mean Christy. <laughs> so this is, I mean, both of us can relate to... I mean, not necessarily this exact, but having to work on culture in our yeah. buildings. I mean, I think it's something you always have to work on and you always have to be cognizant. And it's not something that you can just assume is there even if you've been there for a while. Right, exactly. And so I think there's a lot of different ways to approach it, but maybe we should start with the scholarly approach yeah. before we get to the soul. Okay. What'd you find? Um, I kind of went with two main texts that I thought applied to this situation. And one of them, I'm not sure as many people have heard of, is um, The Listening Leader by Shane Safir. And even in the very first pages of chapter one, she talks about, like, I mean, the book is called The Listening Leader. Have and you so, read it? Or did you just read chapter one? I want to know if I should put it on my summer read list. I'm just embarrassed. Oh, my gosh. Christy, you read way more than me. I didn't read the whole thing. Well, I'm proud of you. You read way more than <laughs> most people I know. I just wanted to know. Um, so, anyway. Sorry. Shane says, like, basically that the leader just needs to listen. And we both did this when we moved mm-hmm. to our new buildings. And I've done it now, like, with my first building and now my second building of essentially starting, like, a listening tour and meeting with those individual staff members or in small groups, however they're most um, comfortable. And then they tell you what's going on. You don't assume that it's divided. You can't, as a leader, you can't assume That's that smart. the culture is hurting. You need to make sure that you're hearing it from them. Um, And there's this quote that I thought was really good. And um, she says, how did a divided community unite within a year? It was actually very simple. The leader slowed down and learned to listen. Rather than continuing to go it alone, she harnessed the collective intelligence of her staff to fashion a new future for the school. Ooh, fashion a new future. Yes, I love that line. Yeah, that kind of fits into something I tried to be pretty intentional about when I took over at my building was to make sure that I valued the traditions of Mm -hmm. what they had done in the past. It's really easy when you feel like the staff is fractured or you're coming into kind of a tumultuous situation to want to build from fresh and from scratch, but that really doesn't honor the work and the collective wisdom in the room. So one thing that we did in one of our opening staff meetings is we, I had chart paper and we just did kind of the classic go around and write about um, the different parts of what they valued under academics, Mm -hmm. um, team building, and even behavior. So I just had them kind of write about what what did they want me to know that they think they do really well under those headings? Oh, that's really good. Mm-hmm. And then they Is got to like, August. Yeah, we did that in August. And then they put those little stickers by ones that they really agreed with. And we could kind of see the things that popped out. And then together we wrote a motto out of those those words. So we kind of pulled out some of the words that um, everyone that had kind of. Did that become your vision? It became our motto. Okay. Yep. So we have students say it. We have staff say it. We say it every morning in the announcements. Nice. Um, And so it just kind of became something that we created together with me, but it honored the work they did in the past. I love that. And that's even what Safir says, too, is, like, that good leaders know how to listen and then construct a vision as a collaborative process Mm -hmm. and, like, getting everyone involved in that why. And so if you are moving to a new building and they don't already have a vision, you can definitely go through, like, that vision-setting process and highly recommend that. Maybe not at the beginning of the year, but maybe you're planting seeds throughout the year and Mm -hmm. then you're doing it at the end. 
But if they already have a vision, it could also be a great time to like revitalize it and bring it back out and remind people of the why of the organization so that they're tied to something bigger than themselves and maybe bigger than like those individual conflicts that they might be having that's dividing them. Yeah, and I think it's really important too to constantly um, focus your team around that vision that you guys create. So having something, a lot of times visions become really wordy. Yeah. Um, And so having, that's why we kind of turned ours into a motto, so to speak. Um, it's clearly not our vision necessarily, but it's something that we all can say and it kind of grounds us. And you want as the leader to push that out whenever you can just frequently repeat it. I think something else that's really important is to be one thing that I thought of is before you start the work, be really intentional about you and how you want to present yourself um, because it, it will be really easy Mm-hmm. To approach your previous leader um, as a way that could make them feel uh, there there might be staff that really valued the work of that previous leader. And so oh, you yeah. need to be really careful that you don't assert opinions one way or the other on how previous administrators um, did the work in your building and that you don't allow people to feed into... Like, you don't want to hear about what happened before you got there in terms of you don't want to be a part of that conversation. Like the gossip. Yeah. One thing I feel like I've learned, too, is that it's really easy to come into a building and be like, oh, the previous leader did this or didn't yep. do that. And kind of the way you have to look at it is every leader who comes in chips away or adds in whatever way that, that they have strengths. Yes. And so maybe your strength is more logistical and you're coming into a logistical nightmare. Yep. Um, but maybe they were really good at the relationship side or whatever that is. Yeah. And so schools are big and schools are complex. And so going in with like a positive mindset about that previous yes. administrator, despite whatever happened, is helpful because they probably had some strength and it might just not be yours. And so, yay, that's probably why you got hired. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And we also have to honor the fact that some some administrators went through different training. Like the, being a principal now is so much different than being a principal 20 years oh, ago. Yeah. And so the other thing that was really important to me when I took over that I think would be really important is just to give yourself the grace to know that your only focus should be culture. Like that should be your only focus yeah. for the first year. That yes, you'll and be... safety and board policy. Well, of course. <laughs> yes. But like if you're going to achieve, the academic goals will come. Of course, you want high expectations for achievement. Of course, you want to put in systems that further that. But you only have one year to start building those relationships to get people to trust you, to get people to know that your priorities align with theirs. So make that your goal. You have to be intentional about building relationships and building the relationships within their teams as well. And that goes into the systems piece. You need to already be thinking about how you're going to plan and schedule to receive feedback about the culture during the year. You need to be planning how you're going to have one-on-one conversations that are not evaluative in nature. How are you going to be getting to know people and getting them to trust you? Um, And systems-wise, put that on your calendar. Yes. Put a give-out fall you know, like literally it, right now, go on your calendar yep. and just put it on there for 9 a.m. And if it doesn't work at 9 a.m., you'll fit, you'll change it. Right. <laughs> but like, right. Uh, staff survey. Yep. Done. Yep. And also the other thing to put on your um, calendar, and I do this even now in year eight, I put team building stuff. I put yes. morale booster things. And when it comes to the team builders and things that you put on your calendar, try to be really intentional about the different kinds you put on so that you're trying to hit. I like to hit like the different love languages kind of how I try to do it. Yeah, because everyone does receive positive praise and feedback. Yes, 
The other thing is, like, teamwork, icebreakers, whatever you want to call it, team builders, those get a really bad rap, and they are super annoying. However. But, like, they actually work. They work. You need to have, like, you need to create moments. Yeah, you can't just go into your staff meetings and start with, here we go. Yep. Here's the math model. Oh, is that a a PD coming up? Guys, we're going to learn math model. Here's board policy. Please make sure you sign off on that you heard this. Yes. I mean, not only does it loosen people up and get them, like, engaged, but it also just creates moments and memories for your staff to laugh. This year, one thing that we did that I really liked, and I got good feedback on it from the staff, too, is we kind of did, like, staff small groups. And so they stayed, like, in the same small group for a lot of the year. And it was with people that they wouldn't ever... Not ever, but, like, they don't naturally get the chance to talk to and collaborate with. And so whenever Ooh, we I were like talking that. about, um, like, philosophical things, and we did, like, a lot of article-based professional development, and when we talked about those articles, they would talk in their small group. And so they had the opportunity to talk to people who were maybe in a different stage of life or in a different grade level or a different department. I like that. I'm going to steal that for next year. I also found – I did a, a workshop one time, and they used something called the Stanford Stokes. And mm. so you can Google that, but they are – created by Stanford, so obviously they're smart. And they're intentionally built around different ways to get your team's brains engaged, and they can also be used in the classroom, whether it's to engage creativity, innovative thinking, connection, communication. So they're all grouped like that, and they're really easy to use. I think the last little piece of advice I have, because we're getting near that 15-minute marks, is I think you have to be really intentional about if if you say something about the culture of your building, like the norms of what you guys are going to operate under. You have to enforce it. And I have still in my... It can be hard. I know. I have on my desktop, I have something, just a little post-it that says no sanctioned incompetencies. So kind of the way I interpret that, I heard that on a podcast sometime. It was actually from the business world. But basically... If you allow things to continue and don't address them, you're sanctioning those. You're basically saying that that's okay to do. And if culture and um, rebuilding the the dynamics of your team is your priority, then you have to stick through and address the things that your team has agreed that they will they will do. And you have to address those things that aren't a part of what they said they would do. It's really hard. Well, and I think that's a great way kind of to end it because. We tried to end these with from the desk of the modern principal. And I had a quote, but I'm actually going to change the quote. Oh, <laughs> I love it. So the quote on the outline is not the quote I want to give. This quote is actually from um, Steve Gruenert and Todd Whitaker, who if you are in education, especially education leadership, you obviously know who Todd Whitaker is. Um, but they say, the culture of any organization is shaped by the worst behavior the leader is willing to tolerate. That's it. And so already be thinking if you are for sure that you know you're going to have potentially bad behaviors or gossip or undermining behaviors or just like a lack of teamwork Mm -hmm. or a lack of everybody throws in when they see a student struggling everybody jumps in to save that student to find those things that you are not willing to tolerate Mm -hmm. um, put them write them down put them in your head determine if there is um, something that you want to share with staff and figure out what does it look like for you to address those what does it look like for you to not tolerate them yep and sometimes it's as simple as a conversation Mm -hmm. we don't mean you're writing a memo every time that will probably not help your culture yes Anyways, I feel like I always ruin the quotes by, like, oversharing them. That was a really good quote. I think you should read it one more time. The culture of any organization. Oh, I won't talk after it. Okay. I just wanted everyone to know I'm done talking now. Okay. Okay. (laughs) So we we end this podcast with (laughs) 
<laughs> a quote from the desk of the modern principal. <laughs> From Steve Gornart and Todd Whitaker. The culture of any organization is shaped by the worst behavior the leader is willing to tolerate. I think that's really solid. I can't not do it. You can't not do it. You have to talk. I'm like quick trip employees. They have to have the last (laughs) word. Okay, that's all. Thank you for joining us today. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast to receive them as soon as they drop, which is supposed to be Mondays, but obviously it didn't this week. Sometimes it's Tuesday or Wednesday. And follow us on The Modern Principle, and you can find more resources and courses at themodernprinciple.com. Bye. Have a good week.